Welcome to the Ring the Bell Show. Christy, Francesco here. Jason and Dean are also with y'all. And it was not the best weekend. Definitely not a, a weekend that we, we surely expected. Uh, no, the Phillies dropped two games. The first two games uh, in Milwaukee that they probably shouldn't have at such a you know, we're at such a crucial point of the season as the calendar flipped to September, which means it's legitimately the road to the postseason to get to October. Um, but look, they they had short memory, which is something you really need in baseball. Uh, and they got back out there on Sunday and they salvaged uh, the third and final game of this series in Milwaukee. Um, look, the March to October is, is never without setbacks and it, that's it's going to happen. You know, those kind of setbacks are going to happen again uh, before uh, this season ends. There's going to be more. There's going to be probably a few more blown leads and, and bad starts to a game. Um, and of course, there's probably going to be quite a few more games that the Phillies should win, but they don't. But look, it happens. That's baseball. Um, but getting back to October you know, it shows this past Sunday getting back to October leaves no time to dwell on losses. And I think the Phillies showed that resiliency on Sunday. However, that doesn't mean that us sitting here aren't going to discuss the issue um, of what happened over this weekend, because it wasn't what we expected. And we're kind of just start a little bit with what went wrong. Uh, this past weekend here <laughs> in Milwaukee, and uh, Jason, I'm I'm going to start with you. Your opinion. The first topic, by the way, is what went wrong, and I'm going to go to you, Jason. Is what did you find wrong with with this weekend? Uh, pitching, um, Trey Turner defense. Um, I'm going to go. Not sure we're leading off the game, but mm-hmm. that's for another topic. But uh, Trey Trey Turner did not look good. Defensively, mm-hmm. he made quite a few plays that uh, apparently hits are subjective these days. Um, mm-hmm. And the pitching just looked bad. We're down in every game. Um, you know, even when we come back to take leads, we still can't win. Um, it kind of felt, especially that first game, uh, Friday, um, after our, our Thursday podcast, I really felt um, they weren't going to – they were going to come jazzed up, ready to go, and and be real powerful after blowing that last game. And – uh, when they got the lead again in that first game and then blew it again, it, it it's just tough. It's um, all the struggles we saw in August were masked by the fantastic offense that we put out, and uh, we just couldn't keep it going this series. And it's uh, really starting to – it is kind of bothersome. The pitching yeah. is really starting to bother us. Yeah, um, and I'm going to go uh, now to you before we talk about pitching being that issue dean what did you, what went wrong in your opinion uh this weekend pitching uh i yeah. mean the offense was there um so it was just the pit you know my boy nola uh mm-hmm. you know coming back around um doing which you best. which you you told everybody it was going to happen listen i don't i don't like to brag that i'm right about things that's a lie mm-hmm. i do because I'm right about Aaron Nola. I will always be right about Aaron Nola. Um, and he reared his typical ugly head. Yeah. Um, Trey Turner made some bonehead plays, you know. Um, yeah. But it's mainly pitching. You can kind of get around some errors here and there uh, if the pitching just does their job. Wheeler, yeah. 
remember correctly, Wheeler didn't pitch very well either. I was mm-hmm. doing a lot of yard work the day he pitched, so I didn't actually see his start, but I, I don't remember the stat line from that game. Um, Not so, good. but it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I, that's what I figured if I remember correctly. Um, it's just, it was just pitching. It's, I mean, it's one series though. Like it's, you know, it's, listen, I'm Mr. Doom and Gloom. You guys all heard me yeah. during the World Series last year, but, um, you know, five and a half game lead in the wild card top spot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's you're gonna have series like this that just it's a good team. Um, that's I'm not gonna you know, now if you continue into next next couple series if this continues, right? Yeah, then then I might be like, Okay, we got a problem here. Um, but let's see that let's bone see what happens. Play too. Ways kind of yeah, that series. I mean that that, that cost them the game. It and did. that could have cost them this the series for sure. Well, really. it did. It, yeah, I mean, uh, it, you, yeah, they lost the series. I mean, that that was huge. Yeah. Um, to kind of go back, if you kind of look at it, uh, I mean, Ranger, although only gave up those two runs, Zach Wheeler had the best performance of the weekend. Uh, Wheeler went six innings, only gave up five hits, three earned, no walks, ten strikeouts. So Wheeler wasn't awful. The problem with that game was not only the boom issue, but Alvarado could not throw strikes. Oh um, my God. He looked that, so bad. Yeah, it looked like was, Alvarado last year. Yeah. That, that was the big problem. Um, and then we, unfortunately we, we have to talk uh, about Aaron Nola and to kind of update things a little bit, you know, as we get into September Nola here in 40 career September starts, Aaron Nola is 11 and 17, which is the (laughs) only month in his career where he is under 500. He has a 4.45 ERA, which is the worst of any month in his career during a season and career. He's given up 35 home runs in September. So, so can I cut in for a second? Uh, September to me seems like it is the antithesis of Aaron Nola's career. He is Mm -hmm. essentially a, Sub 500 pitcher. If you remove the 17 win season, he does not have a winning record, and he's mm-hmm. about a four ERA guy who gives up a ton of home runs. Yeah, yeah. So September pretty much, yeah, is the t- antithesis of his entire career. Hey, hey, hey Dean, hmm. spell antithesis, okay? Well, you start throwing up word around my boy <laughs> Nola. Spell it first, bro. Nola hey, is a, the man. Hey, and so, and then the last the, if you yeah. just Google it real quick, if you if you also right, include the postseason. <laughs> If you include the postseason, yes. he's also two and two with a five ERA with a one point three five WHIP and giving up four home runs. So, when when you look at Aaron Nola, take away, of course, that the one thing that his his shills will always say, which is that he's durable. I don't care yeah. if you're durable because if you suck, I don't care how durable <laughs> you are. Um, right, right here, not looking my right. I mean, the, th- the thing <laughs> the thing is, here's the realistic <laughs> part. In September and October, he is a very, very historically unreliable pitcher. And as we get closer to the postseason, this is a big deal. And it's going to continue to be a big deal because, again, Saturday, you come off the devastating loss on Friday night. That should have been a W. That is the game where you need Aaron Nola to come in and shut the Milwaukee Brewers down. I know overall in the season, Milwaukee has a below-the-league average uh, offense. However, they've been a different team offensively since August 4th. Notwithstanding, this is still a game. It's September. 
in you're facing one of the, the the better teams you've faced in a month. This is where Aaron Nola has to go out there, grab the bull by the horns, and say, "I got this. I'm going to give you six or seven strong. Let's go, offense. Help me out here." And he again failed. And he's con- this is what he's done. I gave him huge credit when credit was due for his last two starts. I came on here and I was on social media. And like I always do, I hold myself accountable for things. And I said, Nola was tremendous this game and then the one before that. But I've also said so many times, now we have to be aware of the next three starts. Because 2023, the story of Aaron Nola is two good followed by three bad. And we're in September now. We can't afford three bad, two good. Like, it has to be, you know, I won six innings at least out of Aaron Nola every fifth day. Um, And especially now that we're seeing issues with Taewon Walker lately. We got the issues, um, you know, how how much more can we expect out of a Chris Sanchez? How much consistently can we expect out of him? Uh, Then you got, you know, Wheeler. Wheeler is – that guy you've leaned on didn't have a phenomenal start on Friday, but he did enough to keep you in the game to win. I mean, to only give up three runs. Strike I would start managing his innings now. Well, it, it looks like yeah. they are because they, they are giving him his normal five day rest cycle. So he, they're not like moving him up a day. So they're yeah. apparently Zach Wheeler Dude. went to the Phillies and said, I need to be on my, my normal cycle. How bad is it that we're bragging about six run or six innings I, and three runs? But that's like, like that's what we're. But that's, that's what yeah. we're bragging I mean, it's about. That's, it is. But that's what we're we're at. I like that's not a World Series team at all. Well, how many pitchers in baseball have starters that go more than seven every week, every day? That's like, the thing. Because I mean, even the Dodgers don't have that. Who are one of the best teams in baseball? They don't have like, Kershaw doesn't go more than six innings anymore, and Kershaw or any of that can't. stuff. Yeah, but right. he's still, the greatest left-handed pitcher of all time. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm saying like they don't have a pitcher on their staff that's going to go out there seven, eight, nine innings. They just they just don't have they don't have, not even Walker that's Bueller, a problem who has I a feel like the, the Houston's do. Yes, they do. Absolutely. So that's and we're a team that's contending. I feel like even Atlanta's got wrong. one or two guys that do. So that's my problem right now. Is mm-hmm. I understand we. Uh, you know, in in August, the everything was sunshine and, and it was great because the For offense sure. was scoring. Team not looking great. You know, Bryce is starting to struggle a little bit. You're hoping that doesn't last too long, but just this pitching is is a very mm-hmm. big concern. And I'm sure. not. I even even my NLCS. I don't. They can't. They're not going to beat anybody in the play any playoff team with this pitching right now. I agree with you. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a struggle unless they get hot. I mean, look, it's. Yeah. You, you know that, that you, here's also when when you look at this team, and I, I brought this up. I, I sent uh, because I was you know walking my my dog last night, and I was angry, and I had things on my mind. Oh, and I, I forgot to listen to that. It's okay. I'll just say it here. So I look at this team now. <laughs> over, over, they they get done hitting a month where they hit 59 home runs, and you always worry about when you start playing good teams, like you go into Milwaukee and you see kind of what's happening and you go, did they, did they shoot the proverbial load off in August? Well, offensively, that's a thousand percent, not the case. They're still hitting a massive ton of home runs. They've got seven and three games already in September. Um, But the offense alone, 
and Jason said this to me, we were uh, texting separately that um, the, the, the only time that we don't argue at each other is when we text each other separately is, <laughs> the, you know, the offense alone just couldn't bail them out on Friday, couldn't bail them out on Saturday. And then you have when, a, when you have a struggling bullpen and then you have the Alec Bohm error at third that cost them. And, you know, then again on Saturday, Aaron Nola got shelled. These are brutal losses as you get into September because now, you know, where every game that passes now for the Phillies, it's only going to get increasingly more important from here, yeah, sure. which is which is what we've talked about in September. So now I'm starting to worry, is the well, offense scoring five runs a night, six runs a night, is that not going to be enough? Yes, it's, it's not. not. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. That's the thing. How how long can you rely on that? Yeah. When you look at, they have twenty seven wins post All Star break. Twenty two of them. I'm happy you brought that are, up. Are come from behind. Like yes. I remember when I saw that stat, I said right to you, like that's not a stat. That's I, not a. I like thing I should be proud of because that sure. to me means if your offense is has to carry the load. And I just I get we have guys that can do that, but you need help from pitching and and to have 22 of your 27 wins where you have to continually fight back to get the lead and get a win. It's not good for your team and it's not sustained success for a World Series uh, run. Yeah, but and then right. And then the problem you run into is. You know, you're going to have games now. Where yeah. if that home run ball isn't there, you might only be scoring two or three runs. Like the World Series. Like the World yes. Series. And, you know, the the Phillies, why can't I have a game where the Phillies go up three or four nothing right off the yeah. bat? Why do I have to be like, oh, it's like it's a, it's cool. Well, you know, they're down three nothing. They'll just homer their way back into games. That is not a recipe for long-term success. Yes, August, it was that way. But like Jason has said before, um, and we talked about th- this before. You're not going to have August every single month. It's just not yeah. going to be that way. And there's going to come a time. Take away Alec Bohm's home run today and JT Real Muto's home run today. You've manufactured two other runs. And that was it. And so you, you got to start finding ways now to hit your way into leads instead of relying on pop flies that go over the fence. You know, Harper is what is that guy in August, and he's struggling in the first three games um, against um, Milwaukee. Now you got to hope for does he go into San Diego and tear and get back and tear the cover off the ball there? Because again, on Sunday, Castellanos looked awful at the plate um, again. Um, Outside so, of the home run, right? So okay, so those are the things that are, are going that went wrong this weekend, which was a plenty, but there were things that, that went right. So Jay, I'm going to go back to you again, since that's the order in your opinion, what went right for the, for the Phillies um, this weekend? Hit your mute button. (laughs) Still on mute. Bro, what is going on with this guy? (laughs) Kyle Schwarber. Welcome to the 21st century. Okay. <laughs> he has to be the guy. Like, you know, two games, let it off. Because outside of that, like, we didn't do much. It was nice to see this team, you know, fight back. Yeah. You know, the couple games, but Kyle Schwarber leading off the game. But, like, 
And I think that's the issue because game two, he hits a home run. Yeah. If you're in the four hole, now it's a two home run, two run home run because Trey. So mm-hmm. I think my issue is Schwarber, but I think I'm going to have to give him props. You know, two of the three games, he did lead hey, off. Buddy. He got you the lead. So you're playing up front early in this series, and they just yeah. couldn't hold it. We we are literally <laughs> witnessing the most bizarre offensive season for a Major League Baseball player in the history of the league. As it stands right now, Kyle Schwarber has 106 walks, 175 strikeouts, a 190 batting average, 39 home runs, 88 RBIs, and an 801 OPS. This is unbelievable what we're watching um, with this team right now. And you you look at it, and and I've already said this. I've said this publicly. I'm going to say on here. I, I'm 100% off the, the wagon of, of shredding the guy all the time because I feel like this 190 batting average is not who he is this year. I mean, I understand that's his batting average, mm-hmm. but still he's going to end this season with over 40 home runs, a hundred RBIs, a hundred walks, a hundred runs. Absolutely. And probably, and probably 200 strikeouts, but but that's a, I mean, that's, right. yeah, that listen, I, I, I'm the guy who defends Schwarber. Yes. <laughs> I'm the guy who defends Schwarber because I don't think the batting average, which it sucks. Don't get me wrong. And yeah. we all agree that he it's should the, not be leading uh, off, but I don't think it's conducive yeah. to what he actually brings to the team and how important he is to the team. Clearly, yeah. if you removed him from this team, they would not be in a playoff on right now. I would put money on it. I disagree because last year we missed Harper for a significant. You're telling me Schwarber's more important than Bryce Harper? Like the I mean, okay Bry- without Bryce for two thirds of this season, Bryce Harper literally contributed nothing but singles. I mean, and except we for except for the batting you know. average, though, Jay Kyle Schwarber, strike out, be- but he strikes out extremely too much. Like I He's- get it, he walks. The dude has more home runs, and I'll use John's line: more home runs than singles. It's terrible. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta give me something more than than just. And I get the name of the game is to score runs, but when it comes down to key moments, and you can't even get a ball in play in a deep fly ball because you're striking out. Because if sure. you're either a home run or bust, that's an issue. <clears throat> and and I understand. To me. Even four hole, I don't. I just don't like it that he strikes out that much and the average is that low. Like it's really bothers. Uh, yeah, me. I, I don't like it, it either. And he I can't understand. play defense. <clears throat> well, that's not his fault. Again, yeah. and that I I was arguing with somebody on on Twitter or or X, whatever the hell it is, uh, <laughs> last night because the guy Expert was you no know, basic. <laughs> that's good uh, because uh, because um, this guy was you know kind of personally attacking sure we're calling him you know the blob gives up on plays in left field he's and I'm jacked like, <laughs> i know and <laughs> two two dude, he, dude, dude he's like farm bread strong dude jason like, kent called saying kyle shorber <laughs> is a jack <laughs> so you know you have one it, it, and I, I replied to the guy like did you have this false belief that Kyle Schwarber is quick or fast yeah. to where it looks like he can just attack a ball and left field. Like he, uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber knows his limitations. Kyle Schwarber knows he should, he should never see an outfield position. Mm-hmm. He knows that one. I don't want him sprinting in left field because then there goes 
our 40, 100, 100, and 100 guy who's going to rip a hamstring in half. And now we're out a guy that leads the team in almost every category. And, and then, again, it's not his fault that the team has three designated hitters in the lineup and the guy yeah. has to play left field. Like, I, it's well, not his fault. I, know, but it's easier I think it's to, time for Bryce to be to the everyday him. first baseman. I I, I don't I, I don't understand why he's not playing every day at this point. According to to in the words of uh, J, uh, uh, John Robert is saying that he's still having uh, lower back difficulty playing okay. first base. I don't know how much of that I can believe um, because he's hitting baseballs at 115 miles per hour. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not necessarily well, sure what first my, base my whole does. thing is. My whole thing is, is this, if you can play first base one day a week, you can play it every day a week. I think he should play ever played... three days a week. Yeah. That's the thing. I, mean, I, mean, I, I think if he his back able... doesn't bother him one day of the week, it can, it, it can bother him. It cannot bother him the rest of the time that they. I mean, okay, maybe not every game, but it should be the inverse. He should be playing first base more than he's DHing, and he's still DHing more because right. Schwarber is a defensive liability in left field. Yeah, so you'd be better off not having anybody in left field and just playing with two outfielders. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so now let's move into our, our next topic, which is: Should we did this weekend worry you guys at all, or is this one of those? a blip on the radar screen for this team. Um, Dean, I'll start with you. Does this series, did this worry you at all? Um, I, I don't think so, but it's not because I want to say it's a blip on the radio, radar radar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because for five years I've been preaching that the Phillies don't have good enough pitching. Yeah. So, you know, they have sure. good pitchers, but they don't have, I'm going to win a world series pitchers. Um, so this is just who this pitching staff is. They are guys who, are major league, they're they're good outside of Aaron Noll. They're good major league pitchers, mm-hmm. um, who will get the job done. You know, half the time, three quarters of the time. You know, um, mm-hmm. but they they have those games in them that they will give up three, four, five, six runs, um, and that's that's just what kind of we ran into these past couple of days. Um, again, it's only. It's really only two games because Ranger in four innings struck out five batters and only gave up mm-hmm. four uh, two two runs yep. in his first start back. So yeah. just a high pitch. Um, count, was, that's all. Yeah, which yeah. is typical of him. Um, yeah. So, but you, if you're betting on your number one and number two starters, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, to carry you to the World Series, um, yeah, that's never good to see those guys struggle, especially Wheeler, because we all know Nola sucks. So when Wheeler isn't getting the job done, that does kind of worry me because of his arm, his dead arm last year, his arm fatigue. Um, he, his velocity has been all over the place this season. So um, if they're going to, like we were talking about just a little bit ago, if they're going to start uh, monitoring his innings and his pitch count down the stretch, mm-hmm. um, it's smart to do because, I mean, not that we don't have important games and yes, we could always blow, we could pull New York Mets and completely collapse and not make the playoffs. But um, I don't see that happening. So if you can get like five and a third, five, two thirds, maybe six out of Wheeler every fifth day, kind of monitor him. That's small, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not ready to be like the, the sky's falling yet. Let's see mm-hmm. what these next few series are. You know, we got the Marlins coming up. 
soon I, with Padres, Marlins, and then we got two series against the Braves in about two yep. weeks. So we'll see. Yep. After after all that, we'll see. Then I'll be like, oh, shit, we're dead in the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Especially Jason, if we blow games against the Mets. Uh, that's – I agree. So go ahead, Jay. I think the, the Atlanta series are going to be the more indicative. Um, you know, we just beat San Fran. You know, we lost two or three. Um, it, it, but like Dean said, it, it's really comes down to the pitching. And um, I don't believe we can make a big splash with the pitching <laughs> and the starters that we have. Um, so I just think that um, all of it, by like, the way, I'm battle through, through this. Um, I just I I don't know what we could do with this pitching staff. I, I just think. We saw it all of August without that incredible, incredible offensive performance uh, that we had. Our record might not have been that good. Um, so it is – it's still – I think it is cause for concern because it really is showing if we're not putting up – even when we put up seven runs, we can still lose. So it's, yep. if something doesn't change drastically over the next month, um, it might be a, a quick October. So yeah. – for, for me, when I'm looking at, does this series worry me? The only thing that worries me now is what's the, the durability, the longevity of this, of the, the, pit, uh, the pitching as a whole. Like, what's, what is going to go on? Like, you know, I, I heard um, Rob, uh, manage, uh, Rob Thompson talking to Scott Fransky on the radio before, um, I think it was yesterday's game. And, you know, the, the topic was Alvarado's struggles about, you know, his velocity is there, but he's just not locating. It's September. You know, we, you, you can't really tell me like, oh, and then Thompson kept saying, you know, the only way that he's going to get out of that is he has to pitch through it. And I'm thinking, Jesus, God, like this isn't May 15th. Like this yeah. is – we're in September 3rd now, and we're less than a month before the playoffs. And we're talking about one of your number one, number two closer uh, relievers – now having a problem finding the plate with that velocity being worse. That, that's see, that's where I run into issues. I don't want to have to continuously rely on a guy like Hoffman. Covey is just pure unadulterated trash. So like I, <laughs> that's that's uh, you know I'm I'm also starting to kind of worry about Craig Kimbrell and where he's at yeah. right now. Um, yeah, this is he's, the worst time for him to start blowing saves. Yeah, and it's like, you know, he's he's leaving pitches down the middle of the plate way too often. Um, you know, Ranger was doing that in the beginning of his start today. But, look, he just came back, so I understand. But I'm, I'm starting to realize that a lot of relievers in the Phillies right now, they are, they're just not hitting their spots where JT is lined up. And I think that's a big problem. I'm noticing a lot of spots being missed which is leaving balls over the middle of the plate. Um, I think Matt Stram has looked terrible lately, um, and he annoys the bejesus out of me when he throws one ball and he's yelling the F word and, on live television. <laughs> and, you know, he just – I, you know, he got real lucky. I don't know if you guys watched today's game, but, boy, was he getting really good calls by the umpire <clears throat> in that eighth sure. inning. Jay, I don't know if you saw those outside pitches. Boy, was he getting helped out today. Or else that you know he left with bases loaded in that eighth inning. Oh yeah, it, and it, I'm it thinking, scary. and I you know that at bat to you know Carlos Santana was scary, but that one before that, holy cow! Like one, if he wasn't leaving it over the middle, he was getting 
such grateful, like gracious calls by that umpire and those on the outside corners there. Um, but still, Stram is, is worrying me, Alvarado. You know, and Dean, you're right. Kimbrell being where he's at right now in September, you know, if you want to win a World Series, you need Craig Kimbrell to be that lockdown yeah. closer that he was in the beginning of the year into the middle of the year. And we just got to see where he gets back there. Uh, he gave up another hit or so in today's game in the ninth inning. Look, I'm not pressing the panic button yet. However, this series now, Monday through Wednesday in San Diego, I think that is going to be, you know, that's going to be my 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 template to where should I start getting towards that panic button. If they lose another two out of three here against a, a San Diego team that they should be able to sweep, that's where I'm going to start maybe thinking, okay, um, are the wheels coming off here quicker than I thought? Because these are games I need them to win because yeah. you've got seven coming up against the Braves. And, and, the, and the Padres are 13 games under 500, so it's no right. excuse to right. Right. not take two or three. I mean, look, they got talent. They do are they are, they are, are a talented That's team. The they were a playoff team last year, but you got to take at least two out of three of it against a team like the Padres. You, you have to. They are. I'm not asking for sweeps. I'm asking for... You know, the Padres you are can a team that could easily take two or three from us, though, because they are. Mm. They do have offensively. They do have talent up and down yeah, that lineup. Saw. With the way our pitching just gives up hits and home runs, they could put up sure. some runs against this team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you want to win, you know, you're a playoff team. They're not. You need to at least take two or three. You know? uh, look, you can sweep really game teams like the Mets because the Mets are an awful team. The Padres, like Jay said, you know, they do have the talent. So okay, take two or three. You're the better yeah. team. Take two or three. That's all I'm asking I agree. For. As it stands right now, the Phillies are 75 and 61 uh, after wrapping up <clears> this weekend's uh, three game where they hold a two and a half game lead over the Cubs for that top NL wildcard spot and have a five game cushion um, over the, the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are in third. Um, you know, and, and, out, and like we said earlier, man, outside of, you know, one more series against the Braves coming up next week. The Phillies' last run of opponents consist of the Padres, which is coming up now. Then they have the Marlins, Cardinals, Pirates, and the, of course, the Metting Mets uh, at home in late September. Um, and then they're on the road to close out the rest of the, you know, the 2023 uh, regular season schedule. So again, like this, we there are the concerns. You have Nola. What is Michael Lorenzen going to give us? You know, since that no hitter, mm -hmm. God, he has been. Oh, he's been bad. At, you know, yeah. yeah, just yeah, he's been bad. Um, yeah, it's wild is, how bad he's been too. Like Noah's actually right. better than a pitcher though on the staff. I, I and this guy so, threw a no hitter. <laughs> I know. Like, so this is just not what an ideal playoff rotation looks like right now. And then you got to look at the over. Like I said, just said minutes ago, what's the overall stability? of the bullpen uh, piggybacking from the struggling uh, starters. But, and, and you know, how long can the Phillies rely on this offense to smack their way out of deficits? You I, yeah. you just, I just don't know how long it's going to be. So this series against San Diego is, is, is really kind of going to tell me a lot about where my mindset is going to be as we get closer to the, the Braves. If they take two or three, does it, Really tell me anything? I expect them to. Like, 
it tells me they're able to rebound from a really bad few losses. But, in but like you said, outside of Arizona, these are right. all game. These are all games we should be winning. Like, I, and I know there's going to be series that we're going to lose because that's what you know happens. But it's just tough. Like we just talked last show. We you know all kind of little giddy. Maybe going to catch you know the Braves and a team like the Braves goes out and handles business you know yeah. they're the best team number one seed they go out and thoroughly dominate the dodgers who is the number two team in the national league yeah. so it looked when, when i see us who you know we can't even go out and beat a team that's almost you know i would think we're a little bit better than milwaukee and we can't take two or three and you see a mm. team like the braves handling business i'm really worried about this team's future as you know real contenders for the championship um, all right, I'm, so I, I, listen. I'm sorry. You guys thought that the Phillies could catch the Braves. Braves having a 15 game <laughs> lead. Who said? Well, who thought that? Before, before I did before the Milwaukee series, Get out of we it. had opportunity. We optimistic. I was being optimistic where I thought uh, if you got seven against the Braves and they kind of hit like a little bit of a rut, you could at least make it interesting. But that's just they haven't hit a rut all season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they, you're right. The Braves haven't hit a rut since the playoffs last year. Right. Um, all right. So um, before we get out of here, let's talk about what's ahead. And that's, like we said, three games out in San Diego. And the Phillies come home uh, after an off day Thursday um, for a three-game set against the Marlins before that massive three-gamer against the Braves. Um, but before we get to the Braves, to, you know, over a week from now, um, Jay, what are your expectations and predictions for the six games this week? Three against the Padres, three against the Miami Marlins. Expectations is four and two. Okay. Um, you can't look past either one of these teams. Uh, I feel like the Marlins, you know, there's um, they always play as tough. Yeah. No matter their win, good, bad, terrible, they they always play as tough. Um, so we can't really look past either one of these teams and really look at the Braves. Because uh, like Dean just stated, we're so far back, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to try to stack series. And, um, you know, like you – I do. I would like to see them rebound from this terrible weekend um, and really just smack down, take the first two quick and get it done yeah. with. Um, but yeah, I, I do expect them to go at least, you know, four and two would be anything less than four and two would be a disappointment. Um, so, Dean, are you on that four and two wagon? I am. That's, that's, that's exactly what I expect them to be. Uh, yes. They Anything better is awesome. It'd be great if they went six and oh or five and one, but. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't want to see you lose these next two series. These are teams that you should beat, that you are better than. And if you want to make um, look like you're serious going, you yep. know, as we hit these final weeks of the season, yep. these are teams you have to take these series. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. not going to sweep them, you got to take two or three or you know, three or four, whatever the series would be at the time, you know. Um, it just happens to be two, three game series. So mm-hmm. four and two is what it needs to be at bare minimum. I agree with you. I think anything other than four and two is massively disappointing. Um, yeah. So yeah, you should definitely um, you definitely should see a significantly better week here. Let's hope the offense uh, with certain players. Let's hope Harper gets back on on his normal track beginning in San Diego Monday night. Um, all right, so that wraps us up here. Um, again, head over to our all of our socials at Ring the Bell eight five six for YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we'll be back here Wednesday night, immediately following um, the not immediately following. I'm sorry, uh, following right around eight thirty. 
um, just a little bit after the Phillies wrap up in San Diego. Um, the Phillies play uh, 640 tomorrow on Labor Day, 940 p.m. start Tuesday night, and then a 410 um, start on Wednesday. So that not not bad, especially for a West True. Coast series, two games that yeah. are nice and early. So uh, I'll definitely take that. Um, but, okay, um, again, uh, head over to all of our socials. Take care of us there. Really appreciate that. If you guys are listening to the audio version still, like many of you do as well, thank you for that. Uh, smash the like button if you're if you're uh, watching or listening on YouTube. That'd be great, and obviously hit that subscribe button. That would be huge for us. Head over to Manscaped.com right now. Use our code Baseball twenty for twenty percent off and free shipping on your order. And just like that bottom ticker, head over to SeatGeek.com right now. Use our code on the bump for twenty dollars off your very first ticket purchase. Uh, Jason Dean, thank you guys so much. Uh, I'm Christy Francesco. A four and two week. That's what we're predicting here for the Philadelphia Phillies. So fingers crossed. We hope everybody has a great uh, Labor Day, um, and we'll see you guys back here Wednesday night. Uh, Have a good one, everybody, and as always, go Phils.